Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous <clears throat> what is today? Wednesday morning. <laughs> I had to thank you for just a second. I uh still about half asleep myself this morning and trying to get everything together and running and working like it's supposed to. Always takes a few minutes to get everything where it needs to be. And uh, trust, trust that everybody slept well last night and uh, ready to hit the day running and uh, wish you all well. Of course, um, news-wise, of course, we see that uh, I think the main t issue of discussion uh, is this whole fiasco with the NASCAR and uh, Bubba <laughs> didn't uh, know the difference between a... Uh, noose and a pull rope for a garage door uh you know uh <clears throat> they're they're to cover his backside they're trying to say well uh well he didn't find it the nascar officials found it but before when all this broke it said that he found it and it was thrown over a rafter and uh, it was a noose and so now they're backpedaling and saying that he didn't find it. i guess they don't want to make him look like an idiot but uh so you know i, I put on there uh, under a post i made on my ministry page well, it's not really a ministry page. It was that. I just kind of post news and, and memes on there now. But uh, good morning, Ginger. I hope you have a wonderful day as well. But I uh, uh, put on there that, uh, you know, uh, if you if you could find, if you you look hard enough, all right, you're going to find bad in everything. All right? It doesn't, you know, if, if you have that kind of mentality, you have that kind of perspective, you're going to find bad in everything. You wanna, Everything's going to be racist if you try to look hard enough. And because uh, then I made the remark that, um, when this first happened, old Bubba uh, pulled his, they said that people were upset because he took his mask off, but he wanted to show that he was still smiling after all this. Well, I've been on there, I wonder if he's still smiling now. But, uh, well, I had an African-American friend of mine put on there, wow, as, you know, as if he was uh, offended by my remark. Well, I've reached out to this individual and say, hey, if you want to, if you'd like, I'd like to have you on my live podcast. Let's discuss it. You know, I, I don't like this behind the computer crap. You know, if you want to talk, let's talk face to face. And uh, I think it'd be good uh, to uh, hear his perspective as an African-American male and my perspective. And, and uh, you know, with, with all this going on with this race issue, I think that'd be a good uh, podcast. Uh, I'll send him an email. Haven't heard back yet, but that invitation's there. And so let's discuss it because uh, I think we're, we're uh, it's spinning out of control. Everything and everything's racist. They're tearing down our heritage, our history, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, going back and focusing on something that happened 200 years ago uh, that, uh, you know, as today uh, bears no relevance because no, there are no, you know, we have, this country has no slaves today. Nobody's oppressed. Nobody is being, you know, there's no genocide by cops. You know, there is, uh, you know, so it, the, the insanity uh, of this, this race war that's being pushed by liberal progressives uh, is, uh, is, is craziness. And, you know, they, just like this morning, he's talking about they had to show these guys that were armed uh, down at the uh, Wendy's that was burnt down in Atlanta. Well, you know, if they're wanting a war, I'm telling you what, they're, they're about to get, get one. And it's going to be one they're not going to like. I'm just going to be honest with you. And uh, let's don't hope it don't come to that. You know, we need to pray about that. And, uh, you know, I don't give a rat's backside what color you are. If you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to be respectful to you. And, uh, you know, I know there's the old saying that, uh, you know, if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. If you're bad to me, I'll be worse to you. That's that's the easy way to be. And I've been that way a lot of times in my life. But I'm trying hard, uh, you know, trying to, to uh, 
show Jesus in my thoughts, my words, my actions, my deeds. And if somebody's mean or bad to me, uh, I'm still, I'm going to try hard to be nice. But now if you start insulting uh, my wife or my kids or something like that, or my dad or the church, then, yeah, you're itching for a, <laughs> you know, for me to, to get upset. But, you know, uh, all these, uh, uh, you know, here they're showing out in Atlanta, then Washington, D.C. They were showing them burning the flag. And uh, I just, you know, I think they're thinking, if it wasn't for that flag, it wasn't for the men and women who have fought, bled, and died for this country, you wouldn't have the freedom to be able to protest. You wouldn't have the freedom to be able to speak out. You wouldn't have that freedom to be able to burn that flag. And I'm telling you what, guys and gals, if I catch any scumbag, I don't care if it's Antifa, I don't care if you're black, white, red, yellow, purple, orange, I don't care. If I catch you burning that flag, I don't care if I get my butt whipped, I'm going to fight you. I'm just telling you right now, go ahead and put the cuss on me, stick me in jail, because I will not tolerate uh, that being disrespected, because that's not only disrespecting, uh, it's not just a cloth, not just to be a piece of material, it's what it stands for, and it stands for freedom, it stands for all those who fought, bled, and died, it stands for so much of our country's rich heritage, and so many want to tear it down and take it for granted, and I'm telling you what, I will, I will fight over that in a heartbeat, and uh, so whether, um, you know, that may not always, you know, what I'm saying this morning may not be the pastorly and christianly thing to say but i'm just going to put it out there the way it is and it's just it's getting absolutely absurd uh in regards you know just like i, I put on there last night uh, a quote from an individual in this book that i'm reading uh, who said you know history is not there to uh, make you feel better or to hurt your feelings but to learn from and that's exactly what history is it's for us to glean and learn from and to understand so that we our country uh, does not repeat uh, past mistakes that we progressively move forward and the only way we can progressively move forward is having Jesus Christ first uh, in this country in our lives and our relationships and uh, displaying that love of Christ uh, between us and that's all that's going to heal race relations is Jesus Christ and his love and showing brotherly love towards other people because just as Martin Luther uh, King Jr. said uh, it is not uh, by the color of someone's skin but it's the merit of their character and that's all that I'm interested in is uh, is the merit of your character but is the heart where is your heart at is it with Jesus Christ and you know if you want to look if you want to go around with a bad perspective and a bad attitude and you go around paranoid thinking everybody's after you, you know, everything is bad and evil, guess what? Everything's going to look bad and evil. If you, you know, Just like if you have a problem with somebody, if you think somebody doesn't like you, you're going to find every single little flaw to substantiate uh, your belief that somebody doesn't like you. Likewise with this whole race thing. If you go around looking for something that is uh, racist, you're going to find it. I'm just telling you, know, it, it's, it's sad that, you know, we can't have a sense of humor. We can't say anything or do anything without somebody getting their panties in a wad. You know, it's amazing. You know, if you're a Republican and uh, if, anything, if it even appears remotely racist, buddy, you are raked across the, crow, the coals. You are scrutinized. But then you have some scumbag like Jimmy Kimmel who could do blackface and, and, and say the N-word and, and all these things. He comes out, oh, I'm sorry if I offended. Everybody's happy. It, it amazes me that the double standard and the hypocrisy of the liberal left is just, uh, it is absolutely mind-boggling. But again, we need to pray for this country and uh, pray for healing and pray for peace upon this land. And I'm telling you what, I just... Uh, 
I love this country, and a lot of people would love to be here. And we got idiots in this country who uh, wanted to tear it down. I think it's a weird. Yeah, I don't know about you all, but I've noticed it's like there's more white people out there protesting than black people that are screaming racism. I don't know. Maybe just in my observation. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But um, I just I think there's a lot of so, uh, white guilt out there, if you will. But anyway, let's go ahead and stand and place your hand over your heart if you're able to, if you're driving or, or out and about, and that may not be possible. But um, let's go ahead and let us stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I, uh, I love this country, and I love that flag, and I tell you, it just, um, it's sad to see how this, this country is being torn apart. It really is. It's a sad situation. Well, with that in mind, let's look over here at Genesis chapter 4, 4 through 7. Genesis 4, 4 through 7. Let me bring up that passage of scripture here so those online can read along with me here. And Abel. He also thought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. The Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou dost well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou dost not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And as me, old pappy always says, bless this reading in the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, uh, looking at this passage here this morning, you know, obviously that um, we look at this, we see that uh, uh, God didn't honor uh, Cain's uh, sacrifice. And uh, because uh, Abel, uh, he sacrificed the first of his flock, uh, remember, there has to be a shedding of blood uh, for sins, for the, to atone for sins. In fact, that's one of the very main topics we'll be discussing tonight in our study in Hebrews at 7 o'clock, so be sure to tune into that. But um, that, that shedding of blood was necessary. Now, uh, when you, uh, uh, Cain, uh, he, uh, uh, he just threw some fruit on the ground. He wasn't being obedient. Uh, he wasn't uh, showing uh, his desires to follow after God the way he's supposed to be. And so because of a dispute over God is why Cain killed Abel and how to worship God. You know, it wasn't political. It wasn't, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know it's mainly boiled down to jealousy. So, you know, the main point that we're looking at here is that uh, since the beginning of time, more or less, we have seen violence. And we're seeing an eruption of violence today. We see, you know, they say there's another shooting uh, in Seattle. You know, they, from what I understand, the 
the mayor or the governor uh, is dismantling uh, these uh, these borders uh, that uh, concrete borders that they were making because they were trying to make their own autonomous society uh, of chop. You know the the so-called summer of love. The summer of love has proved itself disastrous. You know the liberals want this utopian society without police officers and uh, without conservatives or Bible-believing Christians, and that they think they're going to have a Gene Roddenberry utopian society from Star Trek, and it's not going to work that way. As long as evil exists, uh, we're going to see this kind of violence and, and evil and sin and racism uh, erupt uh, like never before. And so, uh, you know, we see these tragedies, we see these things going on, and the only thing that's going to help us is Jesus Christ. You know, God is there philosophically, but he's also there existentially to help us uh, to provide for us, to give us peace, to give us strength uh, during difficult times. We're going to face trials. We're going to face problems. We're going to live in a world that is violent. Uh, we're going to live in a world with where chaos exists because of sin. You know, because of one man's sin, all have sinned. And so we're going to have tragedies. We're going to have violence. We're going to have bad things uh, to happen in this world. And how you react to those situations fundamentally defines you uh, either as a Christian or a non-Christian because uh, a uh, Christian will find peace in the midst of the storm only through Jesus Christ. Those who do not know God as Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, uh, they will not know peace. And they're going to be tormented. They're going to have anxiety. They're going to turn to alternatives uh, of drugs and alcohol, whatever it may be, uh, to try to, to find a temporary peace. But, you know, when we look at these things uh, and the violence that uh, goes on in this world, now some may even say, well, God is a God of violence. And uh, because of the wars and things that happen, you know, we are to obey the government until it is contrary to the word of God. But, you know, God's word even talks about strapping on a sword to fight back against evildoers. So there are times when war is necessary. There is time when we, you know, a, a man who doesn't take care of his family is no better than infidel. We have to uh, fight back against evildoers. While we, while we live in this rotten world that is sin-filled, there are going to be evil people. And so we have to fight to protect our families, our homes, uh, to have peace in this land. We may have to, violent actions may happen. But, you know, in the, you know uh, in, but some people may say, well, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? That isn't fair. That isn't right. And, uh, you know, no one said that this, this world was supposed to be fair or right. And, you know, when we, um, you know, we see that, you know, we look at the fact that uh, in this world there are no good people. You know, well, wait a minute now. I'm a good person. I don't kill nobody. I've never killed nobody. I, I, I'm benevolent. I do this. I do that. But, you know, but there's no man that's good. No, man's heart's desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, so there's no good people. So when you say when there's bad things that happen, now there, there, are, there are people out there who, you know, you know are, are wonderful, sweet, loving Christian people and tragedy affects them. And that is terrible. And you see, like you see somebody out there who's just evil and everything goes their way. You know, even uh, uh, Solomon recognized that and saw that. But for those who don't know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, this may be the only heaven they'll ever know. Let them have at it. But, you know, you look at Job, and you look at how he lost everything. You look at the tragedies that he that fell upon him, but yet he still fell before God and worshipped him and praised him because he knew that God was in control, that God was sovereign of all things and all situations. You know, you, we look at these situations, we don't understand it. We look at verses like Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good to those who love God, and you see the tragedies and the, and the horrible things that happen, and you think, well, how does that work together for good? Well, look at Joseph and how his brother sold 
him into slavery. They wanted to kill him, but it went for his younger brother who said, hey, let's let's not kill him. We'll sell him into slavery. You know, you couldn't imagine maybe what he was going through his mind and, and, and how horrible his situation was, but he continued to praise God. He continued to serve God. And eventually, if it hadn't been for him, uh, all of Egypt uh, uh, may have uh, perished because he, God revealed to him to store up grain in the storehouses and, and be prepared for the, uh, for, the, for the plot that was going to happen across the land. And he's able to save the lives of his brothers and his father. And so, you know, we, so you see in that instance how things did work together for good. And uh, so we may not always understand, uh, you know, why certain events have to happen to transpire in our lives. But, you know, the title of this devotion was talking about being at a crossroads. And sometimes in life we can be at a crossroads. You know, you can choose to wallow in self-pity. Why me? Why is this happening? Or you can choose the right path and seek after God's grace, seek after God's peace, seek after God's strength. Only God will give us the ability to endure and to persevere through the hardest and the most difficult of time in the midst of the storm. Uh, you, you may have a peace that you can't explain, and that only comes from God. You know, uh, my encouragement this morning is to make sure that your heart is right with Jesus Christ. And if for those who are saved, that you're continually spending that time in prayer, that you're spending that time in the Word, and that you're learning and that you're growing and you're striving for spiritual maturity because this world is, without a doubt, spinning out of control. You know, you can't turn on the news and see the evil and the violence of things that's going on. See, the earth is reflecting. You know, we see this violence. When we see the natural disasters, the earth is reflecting. It is groaning. It is, it is a reflection of our sin-filled world. That's what we're seeing. And so when we see these things, we shouldn't be surprised because we, because we live in a sin-filled evil world. And uh, God is sovereign. Again, he's, he's only allowing so much to happen. You know, it could be far worse if God wasn't there and God wasn't in control. But he, he holds back, just like with Job. He, he only allowed the devil so much leeway. But that's why he sent his only son to show us the way, to show us true salvation. The shedding of pure, perfect blood to atone for our sins is the only thing that's going to save us and allow us to enter into the gates of heaven. And so in this tumultuous world, you know, praise God that uh, he gives us that ability uh, to have that strength. It doesn't leave us as orphans on our own to be able to find our own way, but yet he sends that Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us, to strengthen us through the difficult and worst of times. And, uh, you know, it is, um, it's so easy for people to want to blame God when bad things happen. And, uh, you know, I always like it. I've, I've used this illustration before, but it, it makes so much sense. You know, my favorite uh, contemporary Christian music singer of all time is Stephen Curtis Chapman. He is, I've, I've enjoyed his music uh, immensely uh, since uh, I've got his, uh, since the song uh, Saddle Up Your Horses uh, first came out uh, many, many, many years ago. I've always been a big fan. I always loved his music. And a good Christian man. He's one of the few Christian artists you can tell really loves the Lord. He's not out there for just for money. He's not out there in it uh, for fame. Uh, he's really, you can, you can tell he has a heart. And no, no other way proved that uh, than when his daughter was killed. Uh, his own son was backing out of the driveway. She was just little, ran behind him. He didn't see her. He accidentally hit her and killed her. Uh, you can see the devastation in this young man's face uh, when they were on Larry King. And, uh, and of course, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman was uh, obviously upset and distraught along with his wife. But Larry King asked him, do you blame God? And I guess that's uh, the question a lot of people would, would immediately go to. 
And I'll never forget. I mean, I watched this. I watched it live. I watched it as it happened. And he said, no, I don't blame uh, God. He says, I blame the devil for this pain. And I thought, wow, you know, what uh, uh, that's, that spoke volumes right there. So many people are so quick to blame God when bad things happen. They don't, they forget that where the suffering and pain is coming from is from the devil himself. And so we need to blame Satan for our pain. We need to blame Satan for that sin. We need to blame Satan for the tragedies that occur and happen. And the only way to get back, the only way to fight back against the old devil uh, when he is, um, has, has caused pain and hurt in our lives is to live that much more for Jesus Christ, to be that much more of a witness for God, to be more into the word, to be more into prayer, to demonstrate Jesus Christ in all things and all situations in our lives, to live for Jesus will hurt the old devil. So when he calls you pain, live that much more for God. Show where your faith is at. Show where your trust is and show that you are a child of God. And that will hurt the old devil far more than anything you can imagine. And, uh, you know, as, as, as horrible and tragic things can be in this world, realize that God is in control. We must trust him. We must place our faith in him and let Daddy God hold you in those tough times and know and be secure knowing that he is there to love us, to care for us, to take care of us, and we're never alone. Let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us uh, to, uh, to always trust you in this difficult uh, time in this world, in our trials and our tribulations. When bad things are happening, Lord, help us, Lord, to continually trust you and to serve you well. Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and protect us this day. Lord, be with this nation. Lord, is being torn apart from within. Lord, I pray healing upon this land. I bring peace upon this country. And the only way to do that, Lord, is if the hearts and the minds of this of the people of this nation will come to turn and, and to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Touch their hearts and minds. Open their eyes. And Lord, I just pray that um, you will be with our police officers. Lord, let them know that they are truly loved needed and appreciated. We are grateful for them. Be with our active military. And Lord, I pray that you will be with Rhonda Thelma Thompson, our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Ginger Hood, uh, Troy and his cousin. I pray you be with Wendy Lee. I pray you be with Roger Winters. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you be with Darlene Barker and her family and stepfather. Uh, Lord, I pray that um, you'll be with uh, uh, so many of the other prayer requests concerns are received daily and that you will uh, uh, your will be done in each and every situation. And Lord, I just pray that you with our president, bring protection upon him and his family, give him the proper wisdom and discernment uh, in the leading of our country. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and protect us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, friends and family, I hope you're doing well and um, want to encourage you to tune back in this evening at 7 o'clock. As we uh, dive into God's Word, looking at Hebrews chapter 9, and uh, we've got some great stuff to look at and cover, and I think you'll be glad that uh, you, you watched this evening. So be sure and tune in. If you'd like to share these devotions, you can always find me at Dr. Young 77 Friends and family do not do social media. They can find me on my yeah, YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young. You can watch the devotions there. And or, if you haven't already, be sure and describe to... Uh, prescribe <laughs> uh, 
Uh, sure, and, and and go to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, and there you it's audio only. You can listen to all the devotions, all of our sermons and podcasts on there as well. But uh, thank you, Mr. Miller. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless you.